This is Mark Robinson from Old Miss Football, and you're listening to Spitter Nation interview. Hello, Steeler Nation. Welcome to your Steeler Nation vidcast, part of the Big Play Vidcast Network, and sponsored by Total Sports Enterprises. I'm your host, G Stryker, and I am coming to you live from beautiful Dundalk, Maryland, or as the locals like to say, welcome to Dundalk, Hoyne. So I'm down here working a grand opening for a Walmart uh, tomorrow morning, and that is why I am down here today. But we've got some interesting stuff going on in Steeler world. Uh, as the Steelers just finished up minicamp, rookie minicamp, they invited a lot of people in. And to me, there's some surprise signings from this rookie minicamp. First one being the ECU wide receiver, Tyler Sneed. I know a lot of people were very high on the wide receiver from Eastern Carolina University, um, talking about him pretty much all over the place on Twitter, on the internet, when uh, we picked him up and even during the draft process, thought he'd be a good fit, both as a kick and a punt returner, but he's also one of those really nifty kind of short area quickness wide receivers, kind of like an Antoine Randall L in my opinion. So that is the way I see him. I know Antoine, everybody like, oh, Antoine Randall L doesn't have top end speed. He can't be a good receiver. He was a quarterback. He's a small quarterback. Can't play quarterback in the NFL. What could he do? He could throw for a touchdown in the Super Bowl. What could he do? He could get his first downs on third and longs, it seems like, just about every time because he was so damn smart at moving that football uh, and finding that first down marker, whether he'd submarine and dive or make a juke play and spin off of somebody. Dude was a player. And I think that Tyler Sneed has a bit of Randall L. in him. So. If even if he has a little bit in him, that's good enough for me because we're still looking for that slot receiver. Don't know if Austin is going to be that, but we're going to find out here soon, or even Pickens. But we're going to figure out soon who we're going to be putting in the slot uh, here for this upcoming season. Another interesting pickup was the kicker from Wake Forest, and that is Nick Skiba. The guy was the second most accurate kicker in NFL history. So that is pretty, pretty insane, especially since we've had kickers go in the first round like Sebastian Janikowski uh but the but the second most uh, uh accurate kicker in NFL history in a NCAA sorry NCAA history doesn't even get drafted what does he do he ends up on our practice squad I mean I don't see him beating out Boz who's like the second best most accurate kicker in NFL history behind Justin freaking Tucker um it's the reason why well he did make the uh the Pro Bowl the one year over Tucker um and that was the year he only missed three kicks guy's a monster. Uh, I'm not saying he's going to gonna beat out uh, Boz as well, but if an injury ever happens, it's good to have somebody in your back pocket that you can pick up, throw on the team, and know you're not going to miss a beat. So Wake Forest kicker there in Nick Skiba is an interesting pickup. Uh, had two other pickups that to me that weren't as exciting. Um, Arizona defensive lineman Trayvon Mason looks like he can be another three to five tech, uh, kind of like what we were playing on our defensive ends, but we've got a lot of those players. Um, and then South Carolina quarterback Carlin's uh, Patel. That one's a little bit more exciting about um, for me. Uh, I, I know he's good at tackling, good on the edge, good in quickness, decent. Well, he's not the tallest guy, but could make some plays. So we'll have to see if he can work out. You never know. You're just trying to pick up bodies for camp. May the best man win once they hit camp. And now, honestly, it's anybody's game. 
especially in the secondary. We're looking to fill spots. We're looking to make these things 100% locked down. Guys, this is your show, Steeler Nation. Start shooting out. Give me your comments. Give me your questions. You know the drill. And I'll start over from there, too. And this is my first time also um, going live using my phone as a tether. So let me know how it's working out because if it works out, I can now can be mobile anytime doing a vidcast, doing a podcast, doing a Q&A. And that's the way it goes. Miles, my friend, my good friend, starting off the show well. Let's go. That's it, Miles. That's it, my friend. I've got my wings ready for this vidcast. Hell yes. Oh, I don't even know. Well, I'm eating some chips right now. I've got some tortilla chips, but I have nothing to dip it in. They're good, really good chips, though, by the way. But I unfortunately do not have anything to dip it in. I just have that and a little whiskey to get me by on the vidcast. Because I'm not driving anymore tonight. <laughs> I'm done. Michael Hall. Let's do this thing. Woo. That's it, Michael Hall. Bringing the excitement as always, my friend. Sam Cox over on Facebook. Such is life in the National Football League. Easily. Easily. I'm not going to paint with a broad brush. <laughs> you sound like an NFL coach already, Sam. <laughs> Boz over Tucker. Easily. Yeah. Yeah. It's the state of the Steelers. I mean, don't get me wrong, though. I, I honestly think Tucker is probably the best field goal kicker in NFL history. And the fact that Boz won a Pro Bowl over him for a year says a lot about how good Boz is. Boz is freaking phenomenal. Absolutely phenomenal. And if Justin Tucker wasn't in the league, everybody would be talking about Boz. The, what do you go, six for six and 50 yarders last year? Insane. In freaking sane. Obviously. <laughs> Any more Tomlinisms there, Sam Cox? Keep them coming, my friend. <laughs> they did my boy Bryce Watts dirty. Yeah, they cut Watts. I was surprised with that, Miles. I thought they were going to keep Watts at least until training camp and try him out. I don't know if he got banged up. I don't know if he has an off-field off issue or something that they, he has to take care of. But he ain't on the Steelers no more. And this is another one. All right. Can we please talk about Antonio Brown? This is hilarious. Yes, we can, Miles. And since you brought it up, I will talk about it sooner than I was expecting to talk about Antonio Brown tonight. I got some other things to talk about. But obviously, you guys let me know what you think. But Antonio Brown wants to retire as a Pittsburgh Steeler. Now, going up through, I'm going to go through my thought process on this whole thing. Because it's pretty elaborate. Um, Antonio Brown is probably one of my, he's probably the most talented wide receiver ever to suit up for the black and gold. The way he can make plays both in the punt return, kick return, and in the receiving game, at his small size, as late as he was drafted, pound for pound, might be the best receiver ever to play in the NFL. Now, I know he's had his off-field issues, throwing furniture out a window, nearly hitting a kid and his grandpa in Miami. You know, obviously didn't leave on good terms here when he left halfway through the game, but 
fortunately, he did show up to the game when Tomlin asked him to, when he knew he wasn't going to play. Peace out. No stats, no AB. Traded him to the Raiders for a third and a fifth because he scuttled the first rounder we would have gotten from the Buffalo Bills. Didn't want to play for Buffalo. Should have. Buffalo had an incredible, incredible quarterback. Didn't know that at the time, but that would have been the smart move. Instead, he went out to the Raiders. And what did he do? He shit on their helmet. Sorry, I didn't mean to use French on that. Yeah, I did. But made a video stating on how much he hated the Raiders, how they do stuff. They instantly cut him. Uh, I mean, they're, they're, they're like, we don't want to put up with you. You're done. Out. Gone. So New England picks him up. Oh, great. He's going to be a pat. He's going to be playing with freaking Brady. Great. Which is what he always wanted to do. Then, it, then New England has to cut him because he gets some issues. Problems. Everybody's suing him. Inappropriate behavior. Beating up a a guy coming over to, to, to try to drop stuff off but doesn't have the correct information, can't drop anything off. So he chooses to punch somebody in the face that's just doing his damn job. Doesn't pay hard-working, blue-collar workers because he's an elitist. That part of him is probably the part I, I disrespect him the most. Anybody that doesn't play a, pay a blue-collar worker for their hard-earned work, you're a piece of crap in my book. You guys are like Trump. Look into that. I can't stand people that can't pay people for honest work. And they make, and they, they're so rich that they feel that they never have to pay them. Antonio Brown, you're one of those pieces of crap as well. So he goes to Tampa Bay, reunites with, with uh, not only Brady, but his old coach. He's got Arians over there who didn't really want him. Arians didn't want A.B. They signed him anyway. They won a Super Bowl. Got a touchdown in the Super Bowl. Did pretty good. Even though he served his suspension before he played in that season. Then he gets cut from that team. Goes on to the Jets. Which obviously is the place where all Pittsburgh Steelers great players like Bell go to die. The Jets. Their last big hurrah. And his best play for the New York Jets was taken off his shirt, throwing a tantrum at the end of the game, running off the field. Oh, wait. Or was that? That was for Tampa against the Jets, wasn't it? Yeah, it was. Sorry. That was for Tampa against the Jets. Sorry, my brain was off a little bit there. Yeah, because Arians told him, you're done. And, of course, like his pea brain and his CTE head can't process you're done for the game, not... He's like, I'm done forever! You're an asshole! Ah! And he broke, ran off the field, took off his clothes, been out of the league ever since. Nobody called him back for the playoff run. One of the best receivers in the league. Nobody even thought of picking him up. Nobody now has picked him up in free agency. Still sitting there, riding whatever he's doing, rapping. Releasing rap albums, that's fine. If that's what you want to do, be an artist, I'm fine with that. Absolutely fine with that. But now, he wants to retire a Pittsburgh Steeler. How do we feel about that, Steeler Nation? How do we feel about that? I'll get to my opinion soon. I'm going to talk to you guys first. 
Michael Hall, AB won't be donning the black and gold ever again. We don't need them. We are good. Dropping the mic, Michael Hall. That's the way to go, my friend. <laughs> Let's go, Steelers. There we go, Mike Wood. How you doing, my friend? Welcome to the show. Michael Hall, he's not mentally prepared to play football. Yep. I hear that, too. And ever since he got knocked out by Burfick, if I'm not mistaken, he's went down the drain and down there. Yeah. He's had a tough time since that, but CTE is not a one-hit problem. CTE is a multiple hit problem. He's an aggressive player. He's smaller than everyone else. Multiple, multiple hits all the time to the head. That is CTE. The big hits are the ones you see on TV. They're the ones you like to point to, but it's all the hits throughout high school, college, and pros, and he's not a big guy. Catching up. That's the way it is now. Anybody else chime in? Please let me know what you're thinking. Now I'm going to know what I'm thinking. I was heavily, heavily on the Michael train. Didn't want any part of it. We're done with him. No chance. Burned his bridges. We had to eat 23 mil. All we got was a third and a fifth. Sure, that third ended up being a wide receiver that we replaced him with that just made the Pro Bowl. The fifth is Gentry, who is now our number two tight end, who is progressing well. We got two quality players for a player that is barely making stats in the NFL. Though he won a Super Bowl and got a touchdown this year. What do I think? Let's hear from Miles Pressgraves first. <laughs> I'm conflicted. I think his time in Pittsburgh could argue with him to be retired at, on a one-day contract. That that's that's an interesting and a perspective that I think most of Steeler Nation may get behind, but you will have some people that are still upset about Antonio Brown returning in any way, shape, or form. But if it's strictly just to retire, I really like that idea, Miles. I do. Stay to the Steelers. I think in time, if he doesn't do any more dumb crap, he could clear his image with Steeler Nation much like Debo. Debo didn't have as much issues as AB did. Obviously, multiple people still quoting inappropriate behavior, and he's still in civil court for those problems. But for me, personally, I really want to just write him off. I really want to say, I'm done with you. But I'll tell you one thing. I might consider bringing him back. I might. One condition, that his contract is strictly on the basis of his off-field performances and his on-field uh, issues that do not involve playing on the field. If he flips out, runs off a sideline, contract is null and void. I would consider that contract. Also because we have Rooney, also because we have Tomlin, who has put him in check before. This is a young team. This is a team that's going to be a quick passing attack with a play action RPO. So those short area quickness receivers are going to see the football often. Now, do I want to see AB back in his X position? Nope. That's DJ's spot now. Where do I want AB? 
I want him in the slot. If he's going to come back to our team, it is only as a slot receiver. That is the only position I give him on our team. He's going to get beat up. He's going to get a lot of a lot of targets, but he's going to get beat up. And he deserves to get beat up for mentally beating up Steeler Nation by the way he treated us on the way out. And that's my take on Antonio Brown. You may disagree with me, Steeler Nation. I'm 100% fine with that. But I would give him a shot if he'd come back and he'd play slot. And i put him at punt and kick return. I would. <laughs> Let's get him back at doing the tough stuff. Because it doesn't make... And I'm not paying him a big contract. Three to five mil. That's it. That's all you get, AB. You're going to be a slot receiver. You're going to play special teams. You want to do that three to five mil? I will sign you. You're going to see the ball. You're going to see it often. You're going to take hits. Might not be thinking about taking those hits. Might be thinking he's strong enough that he can take those hits. But he's going to be taking them hits. That's the only way I bring him back. <laughs> Calvin Pittman loved him as a player when he was in Pittsburgh. But I can't feel sorry for him. That is a 100% accurate sentiment for Steeler Nation, Calvin. I don't feel sorry for him either. Really, I don't. He's been his own worst enemy. Every decision he's made post-Steelers has been a terrible one for his playing career. Other than winning a Super Bowl, I mean, if, if his idea was, I want to win a Super Bowl, he did that. He accomplished it. He's got a Lombardi. He's got a ring with the Tampa Bay pirate ship on it or whatever the frick they put on it. Down there in Tampa Bay! Ah! Enjoy it. Because you're not getting paid again. Dude already showed he's never going to get paid again. Nobody's going to trust him with a multi-million dollar contract over anything over a year. No one. Not unless it's a multi-year contract and they can get out of it. With little to no problem. Low signing boards. That's the only way he's getting contracts. Ever. Nothing over three years. Ever. He's never going to be a five, six year contract. Pushing 100 mil, which he could have in this market. He absolutely, if he kept his head down, worked hard for the Steelers, he would have been finishes, finishing out his contract about now. He would have been a $100 million receiver. Now he's not. Now he's lucky to get three to five because that's what he is. He's got to do show me contracts. Miles Presgrave, the dude did so much for the Steelers during his time, but I wouldn't mind him coming back as a one-day contract or an actual player. As you see, I agree with you, Miles. My heart goes out to you, my friend, as well. In the right situation, punt and kick return, slot receiver, I'd bring him back to the team because he'd be the best slot we have He'd be the best punt returner we have, and he'd be the best kick returner we have. That's his role on the Pittsburgh Steelers moving forward if he was ever to come back. State of the Steelers. A.B. kicking Brown punters in the face would be worth the signing. Absolutely. I hope you saw my GIF that I put out for the uh, Steeler Nation Twitter, uh, for Steeler Nation podcast Twitter. That was the exact GIF that I used to promote the podcast tonight. That was like a this is Sparta moment 
where he's kicking the guy. And I remember watching that in real time. I was so geeked up on that play. I was disappointed that it, it's a it's a penalty. You can't kick somebody in the chest in the NFL. But it was just such a neat, iconic moment for Steeler fans. It's it's like right up there with like James Harrison body slamming a Browns fan or hurtling over Ladanian Tomlinson or running back a hundred yard return. Man, dude. Silverback did a lot for us, Steeler Nation. That's why he's one of my favorite players ever. But AD is one of those guys, too. He had some big, big plays, winning games. I remember that big play down the sideline, last catch of the game, that Green Bay game where we had to kick a 50-plus uh, kick with our guy, Boz, to lock it in that season, the year that he made the Pro Bowl. Moneyball. That was it. Game, set, match. <laughs> but, yeah, he's a good player. Christmas Day game. The Immaculate Extension, boom, over top of Weddle and Reed for the game-winning touchdown. Guy's a great player. Great player. Brian Davis, we do not have the quarterback leadership to handle an A-B on this squad. He would be a cancer to these young players. That's a good perspective. I understand that. I understand that because the, the only vet we really have on this team, Trubisky. Trubisky is the only one that's been a multi-year starter for a team. Three years, Chicago. He's Though that's a tough place to start. Don't get me wrong. And he made Robinson a freaking Hall of Famer that year. It seemed at least a pro bowler that year. The way Robinson was, was shagging balls from him. A.B. could be that guy. Could be. The only thing A.B. wants is targets. He wants 10 targets a game. Now, the X is the only position on our team that gets 10 targets a game. Your next closest is the slot. That's six to eight targets a game. Though Trubisky may go that way. You never know. It's up to the quarterback which way they want to distribute the football. As long as AB's getting the football, he's a happy camper. My only problem is, is, he, off, is he done with his off-field off stuff. I don't know if his civil courts cases are done. If they are, I consider bringing them back. If not, he may be suspended for a couple games. Let's see. Miles, through, though with A.B. coming back, that wouldn't be the best mix with Pickens. That is a good point. A lot of people are noting Pickens may have some of that mental diva aspect growing in his head. We already see Claypool growing with that as well. I never thought Juju had it at all. I always thought he played hard between the whistles every freaking play. And I will never lump a a a Juju in that. Some of you guys might do it with the way he TikToks and Twitters. But to me, the guy was a consummate professional. Put his ass on the line and his body on the line every play. And I loved watching him play. We'll have to see if Pickens is that same kind of, kind of receiver. I hope he is. Michael Hall, question! Do you think we need an edge rusher or linebacker possibly inside? And if so, I believe I know two players who are still in free agency and are young and maybe cheap as hell that might fit with us. I'd, I'd like to hear that. Um, for me personally, though, Michael Hall, we have way too many inside linebackers. Do you want me to rattle them off? Here we go. We got Bush and we got Jack. Those two guys are starting. We got Schobert. He can play either position, and he could even be a starter in this league. He's a good player. Not Schobert. Sorry. Spillane. Schobert's off the team. Could bring Schobert back. Spillane. 
Spillane is a good athletic player as well. Not as athletic as Jack and Bush, but I like him as a number three. Then we have UG3 and Marcus Allen, backups. We have a rookie from last year in Buddy. Then we have a rookie from this year in Robinson. That is seven players at inside linebacker. I don't see a spot for an inside linebacker because I think one of these younger guys or two of these younger guys might be pushing UG3 and maybe Allen off of this roster. We'll have to see, though. Allen's a hell of a special teams player. Um, That's going to be more difficult to take Allen off this team. Now we're going to talk about outside. Obviously, we are set with starters. Love Highsmith. Love Watt. Watt's all world. There's no edge player I want in this league outside of Watt. But who else we have behind him? I believe we have Williams. Let me see. Where's my spreadsheet? Damn it! I didn't open up my spreadsheet. I got to bring up my spreadsheet. Bringing up my spreadsheet. Bringing up my spreadsheet. Because there is a great outside linebacker that we brought in from the Philadelphia Eagles. That's it. Jannard Avery. This is an upgrade. An absolute upgrade to what we had last year in Ingram and Taco Charlton. This guy was an actual starter in Philadelphia for the whole year. Was a starter for the Browns and was traded the previous year to the Eagles. Then we then we picked him up. So we got a starter, a guy with starting experience now as a backup. And that is above what Taco Char- Charlton was, which was a a guy that just ran around the league and tried to make rosters. Might get on the field here and there. Was never really a starter outside of his rookie year when they tried to thrust him in there with Miami. Um, other one, Bing Ingram, who was a great player, was a, a pro bowler. But even when he left with us, went to Kansas City. His production wasn't that great. This year, he's looking for a team. I don't know if he's going to be make it or not. But you can go ahead and tell me who you like at outside linebacker. I would love to have that discussion with you, Mike Paul. Absolutely would love that. Uh, Pickens and AB could be very toxic very fast. True. Oh, sorry. I wanted to get to your other one there, too. Andre Williams, welcome to the show. I love Pickett at 412. There we go. Pittsburgh area code. Love that Pittsburgh area code there with the Yinzers. Showing off the champions and the Pittsburgh and all of those bridges. Here we go. Here we go, Steelers. <laughs> love me some Iron Coat. Man, I miss that guy. Oh, absolutely miss that guy. Miles. Right now, I'm working out a contract for Smoke Monday to leave the Saints and come to Pittsburgh. <laughs> I loved that subplot of the draft, Miles. I'm sorry we didn't sign Smoke Monday. But to me, it got funnier and more interesting every round we didn't sign Smoke Monday and how much you reacted to it. So I'm not making fun of you for it. Obviously, you're a friend of mine. But it was a great part of the draft show day three where we didn't have a whole lot of topic to talk about. But you made that show, Miles, and I appreciate you for it, man. <laughs> Absolutely appreciate you for it. Brian Davis, Calvin Austin would be explosive in the return game. But didn't we sign a specialist? We just did, yeah. We just picked up, um, was it Sneed? Was a minicamp specialist. 
Don't know if he's making the roster, but we also have Gunner on the roster, who's a Pro Bowl returner last year. So it's going to be a really interesting competition for punt and kick returner this year because we have a lot of talent on this team. Whereas like before, it's like, eh, we got some guys that are trying to do it. The one guy that might have done it a little bit. This year, it's going to be an actual competition for punt and kick return. And that will determine who makes our last roster for that fifth and or sixth spot as a wide receiver will be punt return or kick return. And if it's Austin, we'll keep five. If it's Gunner, we're keeping six. Brian Davis. Do you think one quarterback has an advantage to be the starter? Are you leaning one way or the other? Could Mason come out on top? Yes. Mason could come out on top. He knows the offense better than anybody else on this roster. I don't, I don't put it against, and I, and I like this, He's got a strong arm, throws one of the best deep balls on the team. Did so in the preseason last year. He had a better deep ball than Ben did last year. Showed it off in that Detroit game a couple times. So, yeah, could he be the starter? Yeah, he could. Could Pickens be the starter? Sure. Sure, he could be the starter. They're going to give him ample time. They're going to give him ample reps. They're going to rotate these guys, I think, one, two, three, for a couple of practices, a couple of weeks of practices until they start getting into a two-man rotation, one and two. And I think Trubisky is going to be in that two-man rotation no matter what. No matter what, Mitch Trubisky will be either be our number one or number two quarterback next season. Why? Because he's diverse and he's cheap and he's got a higher upside and more starting experience than Rudolph. The Rudolph's a good backup. He can get us wins in a pinch or ties in a pinch. Alodikin. The only way he's making this roster is if he competes so hard that he shows that we have to push one of these other quarterbacks and trade them. And that means we'd either be trading Rudolph or Trubisky. Trubisky could be on the trade block, ladies and gentlemen. I'm calling it here. Like, I don't, I just said he's either going to be one or two. He definitely would be. But if Elodikin is showing he can play, if Pickens showing he can start, there's going to be a team out there that's going to give up a high draft pick for a starting quarterback. And Mitchell Trubisky is a starting quarterback in the NFL. So you heard it from me first. And if we can get a first for him, I'd take it. I would take it in a heartbeat. But asking me today, I'll tell you, tell you exactly what I said on the podcast last week when I got that question answer asked to me from SteelerNation.com, the football forum. My, my answer to that question is today. If you put my my thumb to the vices, who's the starter for the Pittsburgh Steelers? It's Mitchell Trubisky. Day one starter. He's the highest paid player on the roster. We went out and got him. We're giving him the path to become the starter. He's got the most experience of all of our other players. So I think he has the best chance of starting day one on this team. Doesn't mean he's starting after the, after the bye. That might be Pickens by then. Or an injury may happen, you never know. But day one, I'd say Mitchell Trubisky would probably be, if you're putting my nose to the grindstone, I'm going to have to say Mitch. Disagree or agree with me, Steeler Nation, let me know. Miles Pressgraves. Spillane absolutely stopping Henry on the one-yard line was so astonishing. He's a dog. That and his pick six against Baltimore on the road when Bush went down and he made that start. And he went back, picked that ball off, and ran it to the house. That's the reason why we won that football game. 
he's a player. He can make plays. And I like the way he plays. It sucks that he hurt himself on that play, stopping Henry on that one-yard line. But at least he hit him in the hole. That's what I expect to see out of my strong safeties. That's what I expect to see out of my inside linebackers. Hitting a player in the hole and making them go backwards and punishing them for getting to the hole. Our strong safety is soft as nuts. Edmonds is the softest guy ever hit in a hole. <laughs> Trying to think of an analogy here. Okay. <laughs> Edmonds hits a hole. I, I can't even come up with a good analogy on this. Oh, yeah, I can't even think of one. I, if it comes to me later, but Edmonds just does not hit the hole with any aplomb, with any, you know, real push. Just kind of like grabs people and falls down. Sometimes gets knocked backwards. Obviously gets knocked backwards a lot in the hole. But hopefully KZ is going to be starting over him. I want to see KZ start. If KZ starts, I know he can hit in the hole. I really do. Ingram with the Dolphins. Thank you, AJ. Steeler Nation always correcting me. AJ Hinton always coming through in the clutch. Thank you, AJ. Good hearing from you again over there at Facebook. And I'm glad to hear he is on the team. That's right. He and Taco are on that team, isn't it? Isn't that funny that both of our backup edge players are now supposedly the starters on Miami? Isn't that what's going on now? That's crazy. So that would be really interesting to see if either of those guys have a better season than Highsmith. I'm betting no. Absolutely betting no. Brian Davis, AJ Hinton, that was a huge trade. Gave Casey more picks. I think they will have 15 picks. Uh, uh, I hate Casey. <laughs> Miles, Gunner was also an O-Pro. Yep, we talked about that. Definitely right. Definitely right. Knowledge from my Steeler Nation fans. Awesome. Brian Davis. Wow, I think you nailed that trade rumor. <laughs> yeah. uh, Anthony Barr or K.J. Wright, both are 30 years old for outside linebacker. That's not a bad call. And that's what the Steelers would usually like to do. If they're going to add a vet, a vet with a little bit younger, like they did with Taco Charlton, uh, brought him in, know it's a high talent, like a, a player with a high, um, high floor, a lot of athleticism, see if they can mold them into something more to be a good player on our team. Yeah, that's I, I'd be for that if they want to bring them in because we need a fourth. I, like We definitely didn't draft an outside linebacker, so it's still kind of wide open. Um, is Tuzar still on the team? Not Skipper, but the uh, Tuska. I think Tuska's still on the team. So uh, I'm looking up the Steelers roster right now. Steelers roster, click, click, click. I'm on. <laughs> Goes a little slower for me, I guess, because it's trying to keep my thing going. But we'll figure it out here in a bit. We'll find it soon. Uh, Michael Hall was last. Rad Rob, my friend. Rad Rob, how you doing? How you doing, my friend? Hi, Striker. Why does center green always appear to be much shorter and smaller than teammates he stands next to who are also listed at 6'4"? Does he continually slouch or height weight lies? Well, I thought his his weight was definitely slight last year, Rad Rob. Do agree with that. Um, I know he's been working hard with Pouncey this year, uh, this offseason. I know he's packing on weight. So I'm expecting him to be a bigger bodied 6'4 player this year. We'll have to see how he carries himself, whether he stands up straight. 
I, I haven't really noticed that, but definitely his slight frame I did notice. And I will agree with you that. But he does have the athleticism. Hopefully he can pack on some pounds, look bigger in that frame, and hopefully look like an actual NFL lineman this year because that would be the best for the Pittsburgh Steelers. Uh, Michael Hall, I would lean toward Barr. He had a better 2021 season. Nice. What were their sack numbers in 2021? I'd like to know, Michael Hall. Go ahead and throw them down in the chats. <clears throat> That'd be great. Miles, what are the chances I win the Steeler Nation DJ jersey giveaway? I think I think is the one striker. <laughs> Good luck, man. I would love to win a DJ jersey as well. I may go out for it as well. If, if I win it, though, guys, honestly, if I ever won a jersey, I'd put it up on the vidcast, and I would give it out to one of you guys. Um, but, Miles, I, I know, keep going, man, because Kenny Beamer has won a jersey. He won the award um, uh, Gotham jersey, signed Gotham jersey. So it does happen, Steeler Nation. Our sponsor, Total Sports Enterprises, is amazing. Follow them at Total Sports ENT on Twitter, and you can win jerseys, signed jerseys, just like Kenny Beamer and hopefully like Miles coming up here with that DJ jersey as well. Brian Davis. So it's 12 picks for KC next year. Oh. Well, they got to do something, guys, because they can't bring in vets anymore. That contract is coming in full bore. And he is going to be the highest paid player pretty much in the league other than Aaron Rodgers. And they're going to be paying him for another eight years. So, yeah, they've got a draft. They've got a draft to supplement the talent from Mahomes because that's the only way. And I thought it was dumb that they got rid of Hill. Absolutely thought it was dumb. Yeah, they got draft picks, but Hill and Mahomes works. Mahomes is pissed. He might not say it out loud. Might be smart if they brought a guy like A.B. in. Now, I know Reed wouldn't take him because he's a smart coach, but A.B. would work well in that system. Miles, with A.B. coming back, Let's now bring back Bell and Ben for one last season. Ben's done. Don't want Ben anywhere near the roster anymore. I don't. We're going to be paying off this 10, what is it, 10 or 12 million in dead money for his last year that we pushed to the future. It's fine. I'm fine with it because it's off the books next year. But Ben's done. It's time for him to get on with his life's work. Bell, I would consider. The reason being because I want a pass catching. Um, running back that can also tote the rock, that would be a great vet pickup. And I'm not as pissed off at Bell with the way he left the team. Yeah, he left because he wasn't paid a contract to his liking, never got it. But we did we did uh, tender him, another franchise uh, tendered for two years in a row. Our only problem, we didn't make it an open tender. We made it a non-negotiable tender. He couldn't negotiate with any other teams. If we left it open, we would have gotten draft picks out of that guy. We would have. We absolutely would have. That was that was probably one of the worst moves in Omar Khan and Kevin Colbert's history for GM and capologists for the team. And I don't think the Steelers will ever franchise a guy ever again without making it an open tender so somebody else could sign them away. Because that's the way we, you got to treat it. Because we got burned on it. Absolutely burned on it. Though I would bring him back. He can catch the ball out of the backfield. He can run the ball hard between the tackles. I take him. I take him as a backup in a heartbeat. I think he's good enough, just good enough, 
to be a third or fourth option on this team and get some plays. Brian Davis, congratulations. Jerome, I'm graduating from Notre Dame. Awesome point, Brian Davis. So we can all feel good about the fact that the school bus has finally made its last stop at Notre Dame. Congratulations, bus. Great job of getting that degree, I believe, business. Um, you guys can correct me if I'm wrong on that, but excellent job of going out, finishing up the, that Notre Dame um, degree to go along with your great Notre Dame playing days. To me, I don't think any player should be able to announce their team as the team they used to play from in college unless they graduated from it. I strongly believe that. So call out your high school team, call out your club team, call out the if you got promoted from juvie, you can call it your juvie team. But if you didn't graduate from your major college team, you should not be able to reference them at all. At all. On Monday Night Football when you're introduced. That's just one of my personal things. Michael Hall, bar 2021 stats. 72 tackles, 38 solo, two and a half sacks, three interceptions, two fumble recoveries, five pass deflections. The thing that sticks out to me the most, if he is an outside linebacker, and that's where he plays Michael Hall, that 72 tackles is huge. Huge. That's approaching inside linebacker numbers, which are usually around 100 to 120. High, getting the 70s is huge for an outside linebacker. You are doing your job in the run game if you're getting that many tackles. Or even in the short passing game, I really like that, but he seems to be splashing. Three three INTs, that is huge. Two fumble recoveries, love that. Fat, and five pass deflections, show me he can play the pass. I think that would be a great pickup. I agree. I'm, I'm now on the Michael Hall train for Barr. Sign Barr. Pittsburgh, we need Barr. We need Barr. And that never came up. I'm clicking on it again. Uh, Rad Rob. Where are you again? There you go. Bop, bop, bop. Rad Rob. Rad Rob. Got to find you. Oh, wrong Rad Rob. Here it is. We'll go with this one first. I, I like to do it in order, Rad Rob. But Green's height is bull. Ben is 6'6". Six, six, no, was Ben 6'4"? I thought he was 6'6". Six, six. He always seemed taller than 6'4". Yet all the photo Green Towers over, Ben Towers over Green. This being underweight last year. Sorry, Caps. Want to get my <laughs> Yeah, we know, man. It's cool. It's cool. And I'm always here for you, Rob. You know that, Rob. Uh, Miles Pressgraves, with Minka extension, how much do you see him getting paid? 15 to 16 mil a year. That's what I see him getting paid. And he's worth it. And worth every freaking penny. Lock him in, guys. Lock him into 15 to 16 because that's a cheap position for that amount of money. Lock him in as long as possible. Okay, I'm going to go down through the outside linebackers currently listed as outside linebackers on our roster. Mason Cole from Michigan. James Dan Oh, these are outside line outside linebacker, not sorry, out offensive lineman, not outside linebacker. Derp. Sorry. Tyree Johnson, rookie, outside linebacker. Man, Tuska is still on the team. Outside linebacker. I liked his upside. We'll have to see. And that's it. Those are the only two listed as outside linebackers. Now I'm going to go through the linebackers to see who's outside. We got Watt. Deontay Scott, I believe, is an outside linebacker that we brought in. Uh, Moultrie is an outside linebacker for depth. But I don't see either of those guys making the, the roster. 
Uh, Bush, Avery, Allen are all inside. And that's it. That's it. Yeah. Yeah. Bring in Barr. I would love to have Barr in for some healthy competition. You have sold me on that. Absolutely sold me on that. But yeah, 15 to 16 mil a year for press, for, for um, Minka. Robert Tambora, how you doing, Robert? Good to see you, my friend. Hey, Striker, you mentioned last show the possibility of Steelers still keeping six wide receivers. Thing is, our first string pick me, suck it special teams other than chicken pump returns, which do. Yeah, there is a chance of us keeping strictly a return. Six, Rob, when we keep when we've kept six in the past. The, uh, the inactive on game day is always the backup Z. So in this stance, it would be Miles Boykin would be probably the backup Z uh, because Pickens is probably going to be able to project to probably playing all three positions. He could probably play X, Z, and maybe some slot. Looking at Austin maybe as being an X in a slot, but don't see him as a Z at all. Um, and then, of course, Claypool is only a Z player. Could play slot, I think, if pressed, but we I'd have to see more of it. I'd have to see more of it on film. I haven't seen nearly enough to, to think that. But the backup to me, which is Boykin, which but is he has great short area quickness from his metrics from his combine. Absolutely awesome short area quickness. Third at the three cone drill and all wide receivers that season. And second, uh, or sorry, it was like eighth in um, 40-yard dash. But 4-4 for his size at 6-4, that is fast for a 6-4 player. You take a 4-4, a 4-4 flat for a 6-4 player any day of the week. So to me, he projects as strictly a Z in our scheme, unless he shows us in the preseason that he can play some slot. That's probably the guy that would be making the roster but not getting a hat on game day if we kept six. If we keep five, all five will be active. And that's the way we've done it here recently too, Robert. Um, when we had five, all five are active. When we had six, one of them's inactive. So we'll have to see how that works out this season. Miles, can we get an F in chat for the Penguins? Oh, it just hurt me. And the problem was when we hit 3-1, Got a real good friend. My uh, my brother's a blacksmith, and his uh, his buddy, his uh, there he, he's the blacksmith for Fiergal Blades. Um, Chris uh, Fergus, um, out of Fiergal Blades, out of Austin, Texas. Guy won episode two of the first season of Forged and Fire. Knows his knows his crap, but huge Rangers fan, and he was all like, "Oh, we're done. We're losing. Down three one." Soon as Crosby got hit halfway through game five, I said, Congratulations, you won the series. He's like, What? I'm like, We're not winning a series with Domingue. We're not. And we end up getting Jari back. It was nice to have him back for that game. But still, didn't work out in the long run. Hurts that we were on to our third, maybe even four. I mean, we don't have Murray anymore either. So Jari was down. DeSmith was down. Love DeSmith. I think Jari and DeSmith, like just Jari was fantastic this year. Great season. Top five season in goaltender. Of course, he came back. It's tough to come back clean, but he, I thought he played a good game. I didn't think it was his fault that we lost at all. Our inability to be able to hold the zone and a player to run off the, the uh, ice 
when his helmet came off instead of putting it back the F on and then complaining about it, as opposed to running off like this. They had an odd man rush down low, killed us, got the goal. It was the game winner. Or it was the game tire, which got them to overtime of the game winner. And honestly, the Penguins were killing them, absolutely locking them down in the zone that whole game until that moment. And that one moment, ripping off a helmet, which is illegal, was the difference in the series. And that sucks. But that's the way it goes sometimes with hockey. Don't see us advancing that much farther. Crosley was banged up. Don't know if Jari could really struck it out for another three series. Uh, Robert, is Boykin any good at special teams like, like that? Or are you still dreaming unrealistic dreams with six wide receivers, not admitting that would be historic if it happens, would be the first time ever? No, we kept six wide receivers before, um, many times. Um, but yes, he's not a special teams player in the fact he's done some special teams, I think, with the Ravens. Let me bring up his stats because I don't want to misspeak. Uh, Miles Boykin stats. Just because I want to get his, his snap counts on Pro Football Reference, because I did look it up before, but I know he's not a punt and kick return. I know that for a fact. Uh, snap counts on special teams. Pretty high. Pretty high. Uh, 32%, 32%, 62% of the special team snaps in years from 1920 and 21. So, yes. As a um, as a, a coverage player, maybe a gunner, he could make that that squad for being a, a gunner if he shows, like being a Darius Hayward Bay type of guy, being the sixth guy that we kept that year when we always kept the sixth receiver Hunter as the inactive that season. So I keep this stuff in my head here. <laughs> being the backup Z receiver. And I still see that happening this season. Um, but could happen, though, honestly, you, your choice would be, are we going to keep the receiver that is going to play the coverage teams or we're going to keep the receiver that is actually going to be receiving the kicks, kicks and punts? So that comes down to, like, Austin. If Austin does it, then it's good. I, I, I'm on a podcast, so. So, yeah, if Austin does it, it's good. But if then he can push Gunner off the roster. But Gunner was a pro bowler. Gunner might make the roster strictly as the kick punter. Want we'll to see. Still knows it. This might be first time in history. History may be written. You never know. <laughs> yeah, we got an F. Thanks, Michael Hall. Yeah, we saw it. Uh, Robert, so you think that that without Gunner, where are we at? Oh, you're up this high. Wow, we got a lot of people on it. Steelers may keep six wide receivers because one is so good at specialty. No. No, you, you keep talking over me, man. Gunner would be the sixth. He would be the reason why we keep the sixth. If he's not playing on regular receiving and he's only kicking punt return, he'd be the sixth. That's the one I'm talking about. Everybody else has a slot. I don't think Gunner's going to make it at at slot now that we have some competition there. I really don't. He's like Switzer. Uh, Tomboro, if you were thinking of, uh, think six toward receiver, will be our fourth round wide receiver because he's graded kick returns. That's BS too, because we have a better kick return. Here's my six. You ready guys? You guys want to push me all over the, the internet right now? I'll show you because I know my receivers up. Oh, what'd I go? Did I get dropped? There we go. I'm back again. Six wide receivers. You ready? DJ Claypool. They're locked. Pickens, Austin. They're locked. Now who do you have next? We have Gunner, 
we have Boykin. That's my six. Today, that is my six. And I believe those six can make the team. And those are your slots. You can argue all you want. But that's the way I'm seeing it this year. And I've been right because I do a projection every year. I've never been wrong on a projection. <laughs> I'm really good at wide receiver talk. Brian Brown, go Steelers. Got to run. Thanks, Brian. Thanks for making the show, my friend. I know we're getting down to the end here, guys. Uh, sign Anthony Barr to your contract. For, wow, that's a high high amount. I'm surprised he's not already signed for that amount. So that's pretty good. What up, Strager? What up, Michael Scott? Join us. The man with three names. Can't contain him. Good to see you, Michael Scott. Good to see you, my friend. You're saying striker that the Steelers' six one receiver will be kept because he's a kick returner. Makes no sense because our free agent kick returner is who is the best in the NFL. What are you king about? King about. That's what exactly what I'm talking about. Because he, he's the best returner in the league. Another, another guy that was the best returner in the league, Devin Hester. He wasn't making the, the field much. I mean, they got him on every once in a while. He wasn't always on the field. He was a number three or number four option when he come in in Chicago. Devin Hester was not a one or two. That's why Gunner, where are you putting him? Put your money where your mouth is, Robert. Where is, is he going to start and slot? Because I don't see it. I don't see it. Not going to beat out Austin. That's why it's like if Austin shows he's a better returner in preseason. And if he pushed him off the roster, we'd only keep five wide receivers. That's where I'm going with this. Jeez, you don't want me to say. It's like there's there's balls in the air, my friend. I'm telling you the ways they're going to get they're going to fall. Miles, anyone out anyone see the screen photo? Yeah, I, I froze a couple times, guys. I'm sorry. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm on my tether, a wireless tether. I'm trying it out for the first time. It's been an hour. We're about done. P.S. That should say one of the best kick returners in the league. Therefore, our fourth round pick won't be the kick returner. Might not, but I still think that they're going to get a chance. You got to see what he can do. Top kick returners in the league aren't top kick returners in the league for multiple years. Unless it's a Devin Hester. Devin Hester is like the only one. What was uh, Brown? Like two years, he was like one of the best in the league. We had DJ made a second team All-Pro one of the years in his league. Already only been on the team for three years. Guys don't extend their seasons as returners unless that's the only thing they can do. Gunner might be one of those players. Brian Davis, his O-line is going to make a huge step up. So many young, talented guys with these veterans mixed in. I'm excited to see what they can do. Me too, man. Me too. Yeah, especially bringing in Cole um, and Daniels. I mean, nothing speaks to the fact that they really made sure that the interior was locked down to make holes for Najee. And we're going to have some holes this year. That's going to be fun to watch him run, guys. It's historic that Steelers keep six wide receivers. We've already talked about this. Yeah. Doesn't mean it can't happen. I'm just going with the way that that you lay out a team roster. You have a kick punt return. Sometimes it's the guy in your roster that actually plays receiver, plays running back. Sometimes it's a guy that only plays kick and punt return. Rossum was a player that made our roster only playing kick and punt return. It happens, my friend. And it can be received. Striker, my man, Freddie Frankenberger, how you doing? Don't get a chance to get on and watch, but wondering how the quarterback starting lineup is probably going to pan out. I talked about it a little earlier on the show. I'll go through it quickly. Today, Trubisky's the starter. Uh, second is 
probably going to be Pickett. That might mean we're pushing Rudolph off the roster to keep um, Aludican on the roster as well, unless we try to make Aludican onto the practice squad and let him throw there. Don't know if he's going to stay there. Don't know if another team will pick him up, but that's an option. And that's the way I see it going, in a nutshell. Miles, I'm still so impressed with Austin. He's so humble and seems so mature. Him, Pickens, and Claypool will tear up the NFL. And don't forget our Pro Bowler, DJ. Everybody, yep. Oh, there you go. DJ, too. If he stays, he's staying. We got him this year. We got him this year. Uh, therefore, Austin will be returning kicks. Then you're suggesting that he'll be so good at tackling or blocking at 175 pounds. That'll be the first time in history the Steelers will keep six. No. You're, you, you, you don't want to listen to You want to hear me, but you don't want to listen to me, Robert. I already told you, if Austin is the kick and punt returner, that pushes Gunner off the roster and we keep five. If Gunner's going to be the kick punt returner, we keep six. And Miles Boykin might be our Gunner. That might be the way because he was the Gunner over there for the Ravens. I uh, speak truthfully when I've been saying the word Gunner. I mean the position on special teams and not letting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, we're both on that for position Gunner. Yes, for kick coverage, punt coverage, kick coverage. Well, I, I've, I've been 100% on that. I've been 100% on that. Awesome. AJ, I agree with your top six list. Thank you, AJ. And it still may mix up. Somebody might get injured. We never know. It's preseason is crazy, but that's the six, the way I see it now. And I will be writing an article on it. Uh, admittedly, the last name of a free agent, uh, <laughs> kick returner, his singular name is used for Darius Hayward, basal position. But you know what I mean? And I hear your point you're making. Yeah, definitely. Definitely, my friend. I, I definitely hear what you're making. Uh, signed Julio and T.Y. both a very good two. Dude, I love Julio Jones. He's one of my all-time favorite receivers. Didn't, didn't like T.Y. as much, but I love Julio Jones. At tall and played like A.B. He's like a taller A.B. That's why I like him. Thanks, Michael. Inside linebacker. Oh, inside linebacker, strong safety. Thanks, thanks, Michael. I was trying to figure out what you are saying. That. <laughs> Uh, barring injury or trade, it would be the first time in history to keep six wide receivers without one playing gunner and special teams. And we'll have to see if it happens, Robert. We'll have to see if it happens. Because I think this year it might. Brian Davis, Eric Metcalf, best tournament. Oh, that's a guy. Gave me shivers for those Browns, man. He, he'd win games just by himself. Just being a kick returner. And I, I remember losing games to him in the past just from him getting a touchdown on a kick return or a punt return. Plus, he was that third down back, would make those big plays to extend the chains. He was a heck of a player. Eric Metcalf was a heck of a player, and I hated him for it. Uh, sorry, hit send too early. See you next week. Vincent, love you, man. Love your vids, as always. This marks two full months I've been part of your vidcast. Loved every single one of them, and we're happy that you're part of it too, Michael Hall. Thank you so much for being a part of our show, not just mine. Our Steeler Nation. Love it, Michael Hall. Love it. Miles, I know how the six receiver debate has gone on before the draft. Yeah, it'll keep going on. We'll keep having fun with it. Robert's awesome. I love Robert. Uh, not arguing that we can ha cannot have him keep six receivers. I'm not arguing for it being a subject worthy of discussion because it would be historic for the first time. Yeah, that would be fun. Yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll have to watch this together and we'll see, especially like when we start getting to training camp time, we'll start to see how these guys look on the field, running patterns. Because that's going to determine how they're going to slot in and make the team. Uh, because we used to keep two X's, two Z's, and two slots if we keep six. That is that is how it worked with Hayward Bay 
Hayward Bay was the backup X, actually could play backup in all three, but was normally the backup X uh, behind AB at the time when we had two slots and two Zs, and then we sat the backup Z, which I think we'd also do in this respect as well. Um, Robert, again, let you finish off too, simply pointing out the fact because everyone else hasn't been talking about what I mean is it's something we should talk about, and I'm not arguing against you. It's that saying it could happen. That's true, and that's a good point. That is a good point, Robert. It could happen for the first time, and I'd like to see it. Really would. Sign my nephew. Steelers found a way to uh, bring your nephew in, being the second most accurate kicker in NCAA history. Amazing that he didn't get drafted with that stat alone. Also going 198 for 198 in extra points. Welcome to the show. Welcome your nephew to the team. Heck, you want to drop in my either at um, at SN Striker on Twitter, on Instagram. If you want to get me an interview, I would be happy to talk with him. Absolutely happy to talk with him. Love that. Welcome to the show and so happy for your nephew and happy for your family. Uh, Brian Davis, I remember Metcalf had to return two return touchdowns in one game. Yep. I remember it too. <laughs> I remember it too. Can we do a Steeler Nation Fantasy League? Can we set that up? Yes. Yes, we can. We do it every year at SteelerNation.com and the Football Forum Miles. Go on over to SteelerNation.com, click on the Football Forum, join it. It's free. We always do a Steeler Nation Fantasy Football League. I don't, I'm not part of it. I do not play fantasy at all. Reason being, I played fantasy one year. One year of my life, 2001. I had Marshall Falk on my team. I had him starting against the Steelers on Monday Night Football, and I went, I, I told myself, I want the Steelers to win, but I want Marcus Falk to have a good good game. I started rooting for Marcus Falk against my team. That was the last time I played fantasy football. I will never go back because I'm such a damn fanatic for my own damn team, and I can't be competitive enough to win in leagues when I'm only drafting Steelers, because that's the way it is. Two touchdowns. That's it, guys. Against us, number 93, sick. And this is your last chance to sign off, guys. Time for me to go through. Thank you for joining us on the Steeler Nation vidcast, sponsored by Total Sports Enterprise as part of the Big Play Network. Be sure to go over, check out my podcast as it drops over at DKPittsburghSports.com. Usually comes out about noon. The video premieres at 6 o'clock. So if you're subscribed to DK Pittsburgh Sports over on YouTube, you'll see the premiere as well. And that will drop on Friday about 6. Check out the great Pittsburgh Steeler-focused articles at SteelerNation.com. Follow Steeler Nation on Twitter at SteelerNation. Instagram, SteelerNation.com. Follow the Steeler Nation podcast on Twitter at underscore SN Podcast. Follow your host, Steeler Nation Striker, on Twitter, on Instagram, at SN Striker. Spelled with a Y. Why? Because I'm awesome. Thanks for joining us for the Steeler Nation vidcast. Sponsored by Total Sports Enterprises, part of the Big Play Network, coming to you live from Dawn to Alcoin. I am your host, G Striker, rooting along with you as always. And John, we just signed his 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 nephews, the kicker we just signed from Minicamp. Go check that out. So, so rooting along with you as always, along with Miles by Striker. Go Steelers!